Welcome back to the Transform Your Mind to Transform Your Life video podcast. This is Life Coach Brittany Young, and you are listening to Five Minute Fridays with Coach Brenna. Today, I want to talk on this the subject, five steps to take control of your emotions. I think the time is apt for this conversation because we're entering into the holiday season and a large percentage of us will be wishing for things to be different. If you were single, you will be wishing you had someone to share Christmas and New Year's with because we were programmed as children that this is a holiday for lovers and family. So we're wishing if we're single and we're alone, then we are gonna be wishing for something, another experience. If you're in a healthy relationship, you're going to be wishing for someone to love you. You know, I remember back when, you know, my first marriage, um, that things weren't going very well. And I would go out and look at all the lovers and and wish I was in a love relationship. So even when you're in a relationship, sometimes you can be wishing that you had another partner. And there's nothing like the holidays to point out, um, especially for those who have, you know, lost loved ones that, you know, we always remember them during the holidays. So with that being said, holidays has gained a bad reputation for being an emotional roller coaster. Instead of experiencing a season of peace, many people dread this time of the year as a season of stress and frayed emotions. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can bring the gift of peace to yourself by following seven steps of emotional release. Taking control of your emotions, you can free yourself from the pain of old wounds, loneliness, feelings of not being good enough as you expand your consciousness and your well-being. So, Here are five steps to control your emotions. Take your time with each step, staying with it until you feel a sense of completion before moving on to the next one. Number one, take responsibility for your own feelings. When someone has hurt or wronged you, there's a tendency to hold on to blame and accusation or wish that the other person will ask for forgiveness and express how sorry that they are for what they've done to you. Yeah, you know, we're always waiting for, you know, someone to say their story and apologize because you want to know that they value your feelings, but such wishes almost never come true. And when you keep holding on to your toxic emotions, you only victimize yourself. They don't care. They've moved on with their lives and they don't care that you're sitting there in a year on forgiveness. It does nothing to them, just to you. So begin to change the situation first by taking responsibility for your own feelings. This isn't the same as blaming yourself or finding excuse to let the other person off who hurt you. No, instead you say to yourself, no one is feeling this hurt, anger, resentment, except me. Therefore, it's up to me to do something about it. I accept responsibility for how I 
feel, right? So that is very important. You've got to accept responsibility for your own feelings. You have to name them. You have to know what they are. You know, if you're feeling anger, you've got to know that it's anger. If you're feeling, you know, betrayed, you've got to know that it's betrayed. And then you begin to work on releasing them. Step number two, you need to witness the emotion with detachment. There are only two ways in which you can relate to an old emotion, either with attachment or detachment. If you're attached, then a reminder of past things bring back the old hurt and wrong, and you vividly relive the toxic feelings all over again. You know, on my show, I can always tell if someone is attached to the story or detached. If they're attached to the story, they're gonna be tears, they're gonna be emotion. If they're detached from it, then they relate it like if it's, you know, a third person. So that's the way you can tell, right? When you are detached, on the other hand, um, an old feeling doesn't trigger you. You can feel it without getting mirrored in emotional upset. To make the shift from attachment to detachment, recall the situation you want to release, sitting calmly and letting it return. Instead of thinking about the situation or the people involved, close your eyes and feel your body. Let your attention easily go to the tightness, strain, discomfort, or ache. Usually you're feeling that in your lower abdomen. Don't force anything. If the sensation is too intense, take a deep breath and open your eyes. This will bring out of the contact with the sensation. If the sensation is manageable, visualize a white light infusing the area where the sensation is occurring. After a few seconds, see the white light exiting your body as you exhale. When I do meditation, I always do light meditation. So you imagine a light's coming through the top of your head and going right down through your body. Then it goes in that area where you're feeling all that pain, right? And then you breathe it out, right? You might not be able to see the light breathing out, at least I don't. But once you release it with your breath, you are releasing that, right? So do this exercise a few minutes until the sensation lessens. You don't have to release it completely. Often old stuck emotions take some repetition. Do like one session per day to complete the release. And even more if you're releasing a deep, long held experience. The key to detachment is to avoid mentally replaying the old situation all over again. Instead, put your attention entirely on the physical response inside your body, which gives you the ability to be more detached. I remember I had a short stint at my therapist and I went there and I was talking to her and um, I wasn't sure of my emotions. I wasn't sure what I buried, but she told me that whenever I felt something in my body that I couldn't name or I couldn't identify, just catch it and then breathe it out. And she called it catch and release. Same kind of thing here. You catch it and you breathe it out, you release it. 
Step number three is express the emotion. It's very, very important to verbally express your emotion. You know, put your feelings into words helps in two ways. It gives you greater clarity and access to emotion you want to release. And it gives your mind something positive to do in the releasing process. This technique of expressing the emotion has three parts. Number one, you write down the whole story of this old emotion, recalling who did what, how you felt, and the consequences that followed. Leave nothing out when describing the hurt, rage, abuse, betrayed, or victimized you felt. And you do this in the first person. This is your first person account of what happened and how you felt. Now, a lot of people are not in touch with their emotions. So this might make some take some work because you really have to name those emotions and really have to name how you felt for it to work. Now, part two is write down the same story as the other person would tell it. You know, they always say there's two sides to the story. So write it down how you think that they would tell the story. Because a lot of times when we, you know, we understand the other person's point of view, sometimes you will find that there's a kind of a little blending, right? So your first person account switches to a second person account with just as much detail. Relate the other side of the story. Don't insert your own blame or judgment as in a courtroom. The other person is just telling their side of the story. They're on the witness stand, right? And they're telling their side of the story. And you could be sitting in the chair saying, that's not what happened. That's a lie, whatever. But yay, this is an exercise. What do you think they're going to say, right? And you know, that has a lot of meaning because when you're putting yourself in their situation and you think what they're going to say, guess what? Your little mind opens up and might be saying, well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I jumped to conclusions, you know, maybe, 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 maybe. So it's a good exercise. And part three, finally, put on a reporter's hat and tell the story again, this time in the third person. Imagine that a journalist or a detective is investigating the situation and is writing an objective report about what happened. Hey, this works. This works. I've tried this myself and it works. So try it and um, see basically what happens. Objectivity. And guess what? With all this writing, <laughs> you are releasing, you know? So it serves to purpose. It serves to get someone else's point of view, not yours. And it also means that you're releasing. So it's like journaling. It's great. All right, step four, share the experience with someone you love and trust. This step is to share your experience with a close confidant, such as a friend or family member. Important note, if your emotion is rooted in a traumatic experience or a secret shame that you've never shared with anyone, it's best to seek the help of a professional therapist. So, you know, I talk a lot in this show about sexual abuse. I talk a lot in this show about trauma. And a lot of times we are silent about it. So you don't want to go and tell the story to a friend and they judge you, you know, 
I remember when I told my father what happened to me, you know, his response was not a very good one. I wouldn't even share it with you, but yeah. So he was not a therapist. He's just thinking of himself. Right. So don't just go blurting out, you know, something that was very traumatic. I mean, we're talking to maybe if you have a fight with your husband or something or your boyfriend or whatever, maybe those are the ones that you might want to share just so that you can get their opinion. Because in all likelihood, your friends and family have already heard your complaints. This time, however, relate the three steps you have just taken. Instead of seeking sympathy for your injuries or asking for help or commiseration, now you are unveiling how you intend to heal and release this old painful emotion. So we're still talking about emotions from the past, right? Just by sharing your process of emotional release, you will deepen your commitment to it. At the same time, the release will begin to feel more real because others have been brought into the process. And this is how you control the dialogue. This is how you control your emotions, right? Number five, reflect on the emotion. By now, the stuck emotion has started to dislodge. You are no longer trapped by it and victimized by past events. Take some time and ask yourself a critical question. Is holding on helping me or making the situation worse? Don't ask this superficially and be sure to reflect deeply on what is true. This is a perverse satisfaction we are all feeling when nursing old wounds and grudges. In fantasy, we exact all kinds of payback and punishments, which can feel like it's helping us. But what it's really doing, it's only reinforcing our pain. When you say in victimhood, you are reinforcing that someone did something to you and you stay in pain. You're not releasing it. And if you still feel stuck in an old emotion, be patient with yourself. Wait until you feel calmer and more centered. Perhaps you might want to repeat the previous steps a second time. It is essential that you see very clearly and rationally that your interpretation of events and the painful emotions resulting from it isn't helping you. It has closed off an avenue of openness, trust, and inner peace, right? If your mind is going all the time, you are not getting inner peace. You've got to release in order to find peace, right? Number six, release through a ritual that is memorable. A ritual is like drawing a land, a line in the sand, stepping over it and not looking back. Such a ritual is important with deep, long-held feelings. You have consciously been working towards the moment of emotional release. Make the ritual one that you will remember. It's up to you whether the ritual will be private or shared with others close to you. What kind of ritual, you might ask? Some people write down the story of the process up to this point and burn the paper in a beach bonfire. Thurn ashes out to the sea or into the wind. Others take a rock or stone and symbolically 
charge it with their story and emotions before casting it into the ocean or the river. A ritual can be anything, right? You can burn old photos and toss them away, right? Be creative. Choose something that will stick in your mind and has a decisive turning point. I did a ritual recently. I um, wrote down my story about something that was bothering me. And I created my own little bonfire <laughs> and just burnt it. And as the smoke released, I said, it is gone, right? Poof, and it worked, it worked. So yes, a ritual is good. And years ago, when I was having a lot of fear, my pastor told me to write my fear down and toss it on the altar. And you know, I've never taken it back. I give it to God. So anything where you're, you know, ritual, what is it you do? Toss it in the altar, burn it, toss it in the sea, whatever you do. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Number seven, celebrate the release. This step is self-explanatory, but remember to include it. When a stuck emotion is released, there is a gap or a hole where it used to be. You want to fill it with lightness and joy. You want to congratulate yourself for truly accomplishing something. A celebration of the most positive time, kind. In the spirit of renewal, that is what is called for. By using this process consistently, you will gradually be able to let go of old hurts and resentments, freeing yourself to experience your inherent state of peace and well-being. This is a gift, not only to yourself, but to everyone in your life and the world beyond. So this is my seven steps to controlling your emotions because what we're doing here is therapy right you doing the work you doing the work to control your emotions by catching and releasing what is stored up in your belly you know we store things a couple of ways we store it in our heart because it records but we feel the emotions in our gut so whenever we feel the emotions in our gut, then we know we're being triggered by something. And these steps are a way to be conscious of what's happening with you so that you can have emotional peace for the holidays, for the new year, right? We're in a journey. And this is the first step. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Five Minute Fridays with Coach Myrna. I hope you were inspired. I hope that, you know, um, this holiday season brings you joy, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, whether you're, you're not with your loved ones, you're able to find peace because guess what? You're still breathing. You're still here. <laughs> so. Thanks for tuning in. Happy holidays. Until next time, namaste.